Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 59 degree draft brews. Select apps are just two, four, and six dollars. See you Friday at Twin Peaks. You ready? Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks picking it up, let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds Skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames And I heard him Record with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verse? This dude is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots. His stocks through the roof. I heard from with that stock. Hello, Friday. I've been waiting for you for a long time. You just saved me. But my life came crumbling down. With the sixth pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Anthony Black from the University of Arkansas. With the 27th pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets selects Nick Smith Jr. from the University of Arkansas. There you go. Two Razorbacks go in the first round. It's the most first-round picks they've had since way back in 1992. Hello, everybody. I'm Wes Moore. Glad you're with us. Acre-free zone for the next, well, today, the Six Monday, days. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. So you don't have to deal with him for a he's week. back Friday. Or should I say, yeah, he's, he's back Friday. Don't look disappointed. You thought we were. Well, you thought it was this today and all yeah. of next week. Christian Weaver's here. We got Pigskin Preacher. Yes, we're just kidding. We're gonna miss him. Was tongue in cheek or not? You, you don't hey, know. He was. He was in church last Sunday. He was actually semi paying attention. Must have been a sermon. good sermon. Well, you, pays, good job. Kudos. It's hard to get him to pay attention. He has a short little span of attention. <laughs> we pitched an idea last week. There's a there's an AI Jesus. <laughs> and we Lovely. pitched that um, maybe you should talk to this AI Jesus and come up with a sermon based on that. Well, we could probably work on that. I'm, you know, nothing if not creative. So we'll have to sit down and you'll have to show me all this. Because, you know, technology kind of confuses me. <laughs> I'm old. I'd say the uh, NBA draft was pretty much what we kind of thought. I mean, we we were discussing Anthony Black, and we thought there was a chance he could move up to around that sixth spot, maybe yeah. five, and he that's where he went was six. Uh, Nick Smith Jr., uh, you know, there were some rumblings out there that he may have been slipping a little bit. He and he didn't slip too far. I mean, it was 17 or 18 is what I kept seeing, and he ends up going 27. Well, this 27. time a year ago, though, he was a top five, top seven lottery pick, and he barely stayed in the first round. So he, no sli- he slipped some. No no doubt. No doubt from you, you the time of the you injury. You think that's mostly concerns over his health? Yes. And, and the performance be, yeah. once he came back. Yeah. Uh, I do not know, you know, how he looked in the uh, in, in Workout. all the workouts for these teams and and how the interviews went. Um, but I thought, you know, that the workouts had gone well from some of the things that I read. 
And so that's why we were seeing 17, yeah. 18 or so. Once he slid from, when, when he went from there, I was like, okay, some of these things we've been hearing, I guess that's, it was true. Sure. And so he ends up going, but I think it's a great situation, honestly, to Charlotte, to be with Brandon Miller, his, maybe one of his better friends out there. They played, played AAU, AAU basketball together. Uh, and now he's got that chip on his shoulder. And so I think that helps. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters because of your paycheck next Just week. Just get on the floor and perform. You're in the it door. It doesn't really matter where they picked yeah. you. I mean, they picked Greg Oden, what, number two a few years ago. How'd that work out? You know, so he, he was number one. Number one. If he can't but, play, but you can't play. If you can't play, you can't. The difference with Greg Oden is he was actually good. He just was hurt. Yeah. Injuries killed or hurt well, his career. Well, Sam Bowie. I mean, that's what Portland yeah, does. He, they, he they wasn't good, and Port- he was hurt. LaRue Martin. Portland picks giant big guys that can't stay healthy. <laughs> Bill Walton. I mean, right. that's, yeah. Anyway. At least they got a ring out of it. Yeah, true. And then uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise, Jordan Walsh. Uh, everything I kept seeing later on in the you know all the mocks was it was more second round middle second round forties and so to go in the thirties I, th- well, I was thirty nine so I'm well <laughs> with that three that makes a big difference you know Christian, what's intriguing about Walsh now think about what the Celtics just did who'd they just get rid of Marcus Smart Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart Walsh could conceivably slide into that Marcus Smart role he's got kind of a similar build similar game. Uh, he's a lot longer than Marcus Smart he, and taller, but I don't know if he shoots it as well as Smart. Well, Smart can't really shoot, but neither can Walsh. So well, Smart is streaky though. He'll give, he'll be one of those. He'll hit well, three or four in a row. And exactly. When yeah, he does he that, like he's that. a problem. So I'm saying Walsh could be kind of Marcus Smart 2.0 in Boston. Well, so let's see what uh, Brad Stevens had to say about him. He's a good prospect. He's to restrict the salary cap and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think the value of second round picks. What you liked about Jordan Walsh, and then I guess I edited this very poorly. Change how you view draft picks and just to restrict the salary cap and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think the value of second round picks is obviously not only it's you know you not only have a tool that you can use in trades, but also you have the ability now with the second round exception in the new CBA that um, to to do some things. So he's. Um, He's a good. He's a good prospect. He's he's young. Um, you know, we don't expect him to come in and you know take the world on fire in the first you know couple of months, summer league, first year. Um, he has a special ability um, laterally and with his wingspan to like swallow people up defensively. Like he's he really he really creates havoc with his arms and with his energy and with his with his ability to move his feet. Um he's a better shooter. Um and we had him in twice for workouts. He's just getting better and better. Um and I've always thought his touch looked good, but he looked hesitant at times. Um and so, you know, I think over time he'll become a a really good shooter who has the athleticism to finish and drive closeouts, but will always, you know, his he'll be ahead on the defensive end to start. Boy, he's excited about Jordan Walsh, isn't he? <laughs> that's what he sounds like all of the time. Does it really? Yeah, that's, a, that's a low Gosh. energy cat right there. I Man. really like his energy. I'm like, you'd like anybody's energy. You have no energy. <laughs> Hopefully some of Walsh's energy rubs off on him. That was that's like Terrible. that running back that you guys interviewed when he was in bed a few years yeah. ago. You remember that dude? Uh, yeah. Rakeem. Oh, Rakeem Boyd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was asleep. Yeah. yeah. The first interview was someone who was actually sleeping. It was good. <laughs> good radio. And then uh, Ricky Council, uh, I think the best news for him, he got to sign as a free, go to a team that he or his agent, his people thought maybe he has a fit, and he ends up getting a two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers, which honestly... That's just as good as getting drafted because you're going to uh, get some guaranteed time uh, coming up and down, playing a lot of G League, and uh, get a chance to suit up with the Sixers and and make I don't know what is that Christian three hundred thousand dollars as a two way player. Yeah, it may be a little bit more than that. I'm not sure on the details there. So that's uh, I mean I, I'm happy for him. I I wasn't sure if he would get drafted. Obviously, he was the the one guy you're a little bit worried about, um, but it ends up I think a, a pretty good scenario for him. Yeah, he's got NBA athleticism, and he can play defense, and he's a decent playmaker. The question is, can he shoot? Can he shoot? And I have pretty big questions or concerns about that. Boy, I'm telling you. I, I, it amazes me that these talking heads want to overlook that. I heard somebody on one of the shows on this station <laughs> go unmentioned. Oh, you know, he can't shoot, but he'll learn to shoot. 
Mm. As many times, think about the tens of thousands of hours these guys have put in in the gym on their game, working on shots. These guys, by the time they're 20 years old, most of them haven't done anything except play ball. If you can't shoot by then, you probably are not going to be able to shoot. I think you can go from a average shooter to a better shooter or great. I mean, Bobby Portis to me is a good example. Yeah, he, he was a pretty good shooter. Now he's a really good shooter. You know, for a big guy that can step out on the floor, hit threes, his his percentage has gotten a lot. But better. when he played at Arkansas, he was more of an inside full court guy than an outside guy. So he's added that component. Yes. I'm talking about guys that already shoot, and I got kind of irritated what Black said. You know, like I was in handcuff. Really. You were on the floor. He wasn't you had, the handcuff. You had the ball in your hands. You had plenty of opportunities to knock down shots, and you didn't do it. So don't blame the coach mm-hmm. or anybody else. And I know this because the Pistons have got a whole roster of dudes that are really long and tall and athletic, and they can't shoot. And eventually, that comes home. It just gets you. You know, you got to shoot. So maybe Six. Sasser can help them. I hope so. Yeah. Since uh, Acre's gone, we will, as always, give it back to the people, open up the phone lines, let you uh, call in, and Savage is already on hold, so we'll start with him. Savage. Savage. What's up, fellas? Y'all doing all right? Good. Yeah. You know, watching Nick Smith, I mean, just the, the raw emotion. I mean, you could tell the weight of the world just this last season, you know, going out to training out in California, you know, the knee. I mean, you could, you could just see it, you know. I'm glad he got drafted. You know, it was a uh, it was an interesting draft to watch. You know, watching these kids. But I called in Pixton. Yes, what you, what's your thoughts on the un, the unveiling of the Detroit uh, helmet, and the new uniforms coming up this year? What's your, <laughs> what's your thought on it? A couple of things. I, I think you stay with the silver with uh, the helmets and the lion logo. I like the logo. I do like the alternate logo, but they used to use that. Believe it or not, when I was a little kid, I had some pajamas that had the Lions logo that they have on the new helmet. So you'd have that on a sweatshirt or this or that. I think it's going to look kind of strange there. I do like the light blue. I hate the all-gray uniforms. I think all-gray just... You're getting into Vanderbilt territory. You know, whether the all-cream, the all-black, it just kind of looks... I appreciate it, guys. But yeah, I do like that Lion logo with with the two pillars in there. That's pretty cool. I saw it, and it popped. I mean, the first thing, you know, I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I like that. Different. That was my it first is. reaction. Yeah. yeah. The, the helmet's better than the uniforms. That all gray, I just, I don't get it. You know, Honolulu blue is a good look. Yeah. You just need to keep that. Yeah. The ones when they used to play Dallas, and they have those throwbacks and yeah. Barry Sanders, all silver helmets, and just the num- those were those were pretty cool. No. They, they were. So. They have good colors. I like the, they those do. colors. Hard to mess the colors up. You're right. Similar to the Cowboys. Yeah, a lot, they are. They are a lot better than the Cleveland Browns. What do you do with brown and orange? You know, it's, you can't do much. No, no, you can't. Dallas stole their whole look. Listen, the, Dallas's old road uniforms when Bob Lilly played back yeah. then. I haven't seen a football uniform I liked any better than that. The dark blues. That the, the really dark blue. And the gray pants, not the little light blue pants. They look great out there. I like it when they go with the white helmet from time to time with the uh, the dark star, navy star. It's, I think not, that looks it's good. not bad. It's a good I, just, I just don't like their new road uniforms. And I wish they'd go back to a darker blue on their home uniforms. It's too light. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it sounds like you've wandered into fashion time here. This is <laughs> obviously what this is. All right, we'll take more phone calls, 661-1037. Coming up, Courtney Mims, who was at the draft last night. She will join us at 1030. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on what happened last night and see if she's heard from some of the guys. At uh, 1110, we got Tom Murphy after the uh, Red White Report brought to you by Big O Tires. We'll talk a little football with Tom. I saw where Tom uh, did a uh, story on the Arkansas Democrat Gazette on the top five transfers. Uh, that uh, he thinks will make an impact this season. So I asked Tom uh, about that. we got Philip Martin coming up, uh, I believe, in the third hour. So plenty of time to take some phone calls, talk College World Series, and, of course, the NBA draft. Last night, guys, the uh, the game between LSU and Wake Forest was one of the, if not the best, college baseball game I've seen in a long time. You were watching two major league pitchers, weren't you? Yes. Yes, uh, no doubt Paul Skeens, uh, you know, the, the question mark, does he go number one or number two? You know, because Dylan Cruz, their center fielder, is, uh, you know, also a big league player. 
I don't know. If I'm a GM, to me, I always go pitching. You know, that's to me. You can never have enough good arms mm. like that. But they've kind of changed a little bit of that in the big leagues, and now they they want their, those five-tool players. And so it could be Dylan Cruz that goes number one overall. But Skeens last night was incredible. You think Friday night, last Friday night, he pitched 123 pitches in their victory. Mm. Turns around, actually it was Saturday night. Last Saturday night. So he turns around four four days of rest, which is typical for a major league pitcher, but in college baseball, they're usually one week in between starts. So on short rest, turns around, pitches over, uh, throws over 100 pitches again, mm. and puts up zeros. Zero after zero after zero. And Wake Forest pitcher, louder, matched him. He was just as good, maybe better. Uh, he he was more efficient. I'll say this: uh, LSU just kept pounding his uh, ball into the dirt and uh, ground ball after ground ball. Very efficient innings, mm-hmm. quick innings for his team, and there weren't a lot of chances to score last night. And uh, and when they uh, got a couple opportunities, you saw both pitchers just bear so down did, and get those get huge the, outs. How did they get the winning run in? What what was it? It was typical LSU. They go to the bottom of the left. It became a bullpen game, right? And the uh, I don't want to say coincidence because Acre says there's no coincidence. The irony of it all, Christian. We talked about this earlier this week. You remember the the pitcher for Wake Forest that was saying that nobody how, he yeah. was very how do, confident, very confident. How does anybody beat us? Or maybe cocky. Uh-huh. Maybe he's cocky now. He comes in out of the bullpen with one on in the eleventh inning, and his first pitch is hit out of the park for a two run <laughs> home run by Tommy White. Tommy Tanks, they call him. Uh, oh, it man. was it was just a fitting ending for LSU baseball because all year long they've been hitting home runs and winning games like that, and it's been hard to hit home runs at the College World Series this year. There's no way they don't win this whole thing. They got Ooh. to. Well, here's the problem. Now their pitching is shot. Well, the bullpen's been awesome. You know, they they went from a team mm-hmm. six weeks two months ago that had no bullpen. They had no Saturday starter, no Sunday starter. They were winning Friday night and finding a way to win their game on Saturday, usually by hitting the ball, mm-hmm. by out-hitting teams. And all of a sudden, that pitching staff came together, and their Saturday guy has, has been, become a legit number two. Mm-hmm. Now they got a third guy. Their bullpen, they, they've just got everything in order all of a sudden. And their the pitching, which once was a huge weakness, has become a strength. And well, what about their ace? So he's not going to be available, is he? That's the question. I mean, that's Thursday. Yeah. They're off today. They'll play fr- uh, Saturday, right. game one, Sunday, game two, if necessary, game three. That's going to be a short turnaround. You get rest Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days rest. Is the season, that would be for the – that's the last game. That's the national championship game. And you got, I gotta think if you he, get he there, you got to throw him. He pitches. You have to. And yeah. Maybe he only goes five innings. Right. You know, you, you maybe you only throw him 90, 100 pitches, but he's got to start. Florida, meanwhile, has just been sitting there. They got their their rotations in order. They mm-hmm. they went three and zero, so they'll turn around and pitch their ace on Friday or Saturday. They're number two on Sunday, and then they'll have their third best pitcher ready to go. On I'm going to be watching, but this just stinks for the Hogs, man. A couple of years ago, you got Mississippi State winning the whole thing. Last year, you got Mississippi. Now it could be LSU or Florida. I'm like, this is not good for the Hogs. I, I was talking at coffee this morning with this old guy. Oh, it's great for the Hogs. I'm like. It stings for the Hogs. You don't want your rivals to be winning the the big prize. That's that's you know we want our rivals to lose and to fail miserably. Yeah, Florida doesn't bother me too much. They, they recruit a little bit against Florida, but uh, LSU they're a problem. Yeah, it is right on your doorstep. LSU is where they are today because of the transfer portal. Let's face it. Last night the the three guys who were at the podium after the game, Skeens transfer. Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, third baseman, wow. transfer. Wow. The uh, where Skeens come in from? Skeens was the uh, Air Force, right? Air oh. Force. One of the uh, was it Air Force. Air Force. Didn't know that. One of the service academies. Yes. No he, he was a two-way player last year. Good grief! Hitter, he played the field too. Heck of a hitter. There was wow. the, when he first got to LSU, they thought he was going to be a two-way player. A for Shohei Otani type. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Wes Johnson got a hold of him. He went from throwing 95 last year and being a very very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Now he's throwing 100, good 101. Uh, but that's Wes Johnson. I mean, when he came to Arkansas, what that's a, what he did. He story, focuses man. on yeah. you know uh, on that fastball and getting uh, the uh, miles per hour up. But Skeens was a transfer. Tommy and then uh, the the pitcher who came in was it Hurd, the third pitcher that came. Yeah. Thatcher Hurd. 
He was a transfer. So any of these guys that are now available, they're looking at LSU and like, well, why wouldn't I go there? I mean, that that hurts Arkansas. You don't happen to have anything from uh, their coach, do you, from the post game last night? No, I okay. didn't see. So that's exactly service. what he said, Pigskin. After the the game, he he said, "Look at this. Well, this is, these are three transfers that are up here with me tonight." LSU's the place to come for transfers. Talk about a recruiting commercial. Good grief. That's, well, and that's he's doing bad. that because yeah. Arkansas felt the effects last year because they were in the College World Series and they got a slow start on on hitting the, the transfer portal. Right. But you look at it, Arkansas has already got five guys yeah. out of the portal this year. That was one of the, you know, if you want to look at a positive for getting knocked out in the regionals, yeah. your coaches are already out there recruiting and hitting the portal. And so exactly. they, they got a little bit of a head start. But, no, that's that's why. Uh, that's a big deal. That's exactly why they were talking about that on the podium last night because they were trying to do some recruiting on the podium because they can't be out there recruiting right now because they're getting ready for the finals. But Question of the day? LSU Florida, who yeah. you got? If you have to root for one, who is it? Oh, it's Florida East. Yeah, I guess it Florida has to be Florida. Is one of the choices none of the above? Because that's I think who I'm go, I think we'll just say who do you think wins. You can go Florida in two, Florida in three, LSU in two, LSU in three. Okay. Hmm. All right. I got LSU. Florida better win it in two. Because they don't want to go Florida, you know, one one split and they then have to face, face Nolan Ryan in the deciding game in yeah. that last game. Good point. Yeah, you want to you want to take care of them and get done. But the last time Florida won the College World Series, that's exactly what they did. They went two and zero. I guess my better judgment will take one more call this break. Stan, <laughs> I got a short leash. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I woke up in a bad mood today, Stan. I'm tired. It's Friday. Uh, I've, I've look. I've I've worked out just about every day this week. I got up early, went to the gym. I've taken my daughter to vacation Bible school. I've been I'm running ragged. I'm on you. my last bit of fumes, and it's a Friday. I'm tired. <laughs> he said he wanted to talk pigskin. What you got, Stan? Hey, what's up, fellas? Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pigskin, where you been, man? Well, you know, I've been here, I've been there. They're on the road all the time. I don't always go on these road trips, so you know. I like I love talking to you because see, when I talk to you, when I talk to you, you're a preacher. When I talk to you, I know I can keep it real. <laughs> keep it real, Stan. What you got? I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all something. Some of y'all think about. You, you you take it how you want it, but I'm I'm just keeping it real. Think about what I'm saying. As I said, I know y'all gonna look at me fun. That's one. Razorbacks not going to win no nasty championship in Strike baseball. Two. Now, listen to me, man. You, you've said this. You know, Every time you call, you say the same thing, Stan. Do you have something new? Just hit me out. Everybody's heard this. They're not going to win no, it until they get a trophy. they got to put a, a statue no, of Nolan they, Richardson listen, up. Listen to me, man. got to get a dual threat quarterback. What else? Until give no, me something. I'm going to give it to you now. Listen. Okay. Until they put that statue of Nolan Richardson up there, Strike three. they're not going to win nothing. <laughs> I told you. I mean, man, I knew exactly what he was going to say. I don't know why I took the call. It's the same thing every time. I gave you a chance to say something so, so different. You're, so you're saying basically you're Charlie Brown getting ready to kick the football. No, I'm stand, not. I'm not being Charlie is, Brown. Stan is Lucy, and he's pulling the football away. I took three steps, and I saw Lucy starting to pull the football, and I stopped. There you and go. And I we kicked just, her in the head. Should we just run the gauntlet early, early oh, here? Oh, God. We can do it. Do it. We don't have to deal with it the rest of the show. Deep breath. You've been warned. Maybe Mike, You've been warned. On. You know how I feel. Go. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, epic game last night. Um, I, but I, I, I'd called the World Series before it even, you know, kicked off. You're awesome. Uh, this, this all SEC final. You're awesome. Um, I mean, you know, who did? So really really you got really, the top five. Really you got the number two team and the number five team. He did call and LSU a long limb. time ago, though. Huge limb. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's going to be another one. One of them is going to win another multiple time since 2002, um, which the uh, two other SEC teams have done, Vanderbilt and South Carolina. They've both won twice since 2002. Um, but, you know, the, as, as far as the, um, the Nick Smith Jr. just um, plummeting d- down the draft, you know that not being picked in the lottery, the, at least let's say the last pick, the last lottery pick would be fourteen, and, and getting picked twenty-seven that cost him five plus million dollars. You know, so it's not like it's not a big deal. That's the <laughs> that's life-changing money, mm. and he just kept falling. Well, and, he didn't you know, plummet it, last night. 
he plummeted throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Well, right, right. And you know what? I, I think the whole the whole knee injury and the clutch sports thing where they were keeping him in hiding in California and, and not really divulging much, I mean, that didn't really do him any favors, you know, obviously. You know, so... I think uh, coming back and playing didn't do him any favors. I think right. both. I think both of those things can be true. I, I don't think it seemed to be in his best interest when he came back. He wasn't the same player. Um, you know, I don't know. You can, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can second guess how they managed that, how he only played in seventeen games and all. But obviously, whatever the NBA scouts were looking at, they didn't like it, and that cost him. Right, and you know, and spots. you know what, the, the, the Charlotte Hornets have a good young core are they going to be able to keep all those guys together probably not because their history says they don't but you know guys are going to get farmed off and they're going to go to other teams well the one thing that smith has going for him is that he can shoot and yes listen if you can shoot that covers a multitude of sins at the next level you got duncan you got duncan robinson hanging around with miami who can't do much else but he can shoot and they like guys that can shoot it so but as far as the core, like Lamelo Ball and, and and like you said, Miller and now Smith Jr., that, that's going to be an exciting little core. But if, will they keep end up keeping it together? I don't know. Michael Jordan's not running things anymore. Maybe they, maybe they take a the next step now. Hey, if, the Mike, problem, if Michael Jordan's not running any running things anymore, maybe they have a chance for the first time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and which is crazy to say because obviously, supposedly the greatest of all time. But that doesn't really mean not picking the teams. He's not. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's all I got, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, man. Coming up next, Courtney Mims will join us from the Pig Trail Nation. She was there at the Barclays Center last night. Stick around. You're in the zone. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. This is SportsCenter. Big night for Razorbacks basketball. Three Arkansas players were drafted last night in the two rounds of the NBA draft. One more signs on with a team. Anthony Black was drafted number six overall by the Orlando Magic. In school history, he was followed up by Nick Smith Jr., his fellow backcourt mate, who went number 27 to the Charlotte Hornets. Then the draft was rounded out by Jordan Walsh, who went number 38 overall, drafted by the Kings, but ends up going to the Celtics via a trade and then Ricky Council the fourth signed a two-way contract after not being drafted. He is now with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Summer is here, and it's the beginning of Saracen Sports Car Giveaways. Play at Saracen today and tomorrow for a chance to win a hot, hot Mustang convertible courtesy of Trotter Ford. Start your summer in style at Saracen Casino, where you can qualify to win one of America's favorite summer sports cars, the Ford Mustang convertible. Take the short trip to the only Arkansas casino where tomorrow night someone will win a Mustang convertible. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Guadney Chevrolet has redeployed. Deal Team 6. These guys didn't retire. They reloaded and declared it truck month without GM's blessing. Bite the bullet and get up to 7500 off select Silverados in stock with eligible trade. Trading a 2009 or newer? Stack the rebates. As high as 4250 on 2023 Silverado. Upgrade your family's personnel carrier to a 2023 Equinox with 2000 off in stock units. Why shop a minefield of questionable used cars. Browse a huge selection of pristine pre-owned with Guadney's Deal Team 6 today. Guadney Chevrolet, the top gun of Arkansas's Chevy dealers. Coming from Little Rock? Avoid any traffic or construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main, then left on Bailey. To our front door, 1301 TP White Drive. Call 501-982-2102. GuadneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offered with proof credit. See dealer for details. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. 
Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. From the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. A lot of people heading out on the road, taking a little vacation, a little road trip, kind of like Acre, heading to Kansas City and then to Iowa. You better have some good tires. Check your tires before you go on these road trips. Protect yourself, your family, and the other people on the road. Big O Tires has got a great selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. Remember, Big O Tires, they do complimentary alignment checks. They also do brakes. they got mechanics on hand that will take care of your car. That check engine light comes on, swing them by Big O Tires, let them take a look at it, and they'll get you back out running smoothly on the road. Big O Tires in Cabot and Conway. and Conway, they're on Hark Rider and Cabot. It's Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. It's Big O Tires, the team we trust. Let's head out to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, bring in Courtney Mims from the Pig Trail Nation. She was at the Barclays Center last night for the NBA draft. Courtney, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It was a late night in Brooklyn, New York, but hey, that was uh, it was fun, fun times here at the draft. Okay, so when I texted you, I was like, "Ooh, she may be on a flight <laughs> heading back, or she might be asleep since it was a late night." I'm guessing you were asleep. Yeah, it was definitely the latter. I was totally asleep. Did not get back um, to where I, where I was staying until three a.m. Oh, so if that puts it in perspective for you, it was a very late night, but. What do you expect? It's the draft. It, there are a bunch of people still there uh, into the second into the second round watching what was going on. So, well, let's hit on the Arkansas guys. Uh, Anthony Black going early at number six. He had to be very, very excited. Oh, he was. I mean, you could see the emotion on his face, his families. It was it was really exciting to see him get that opportunity and, and be able to be a top 10 pick because, you know, coming into the year, it was all about Nick Smith Jr., Nick Smith Jr., Nick Smith Jr. And, and we were hearing all the stuff about him. And, and Anthony Black was kind of a little bit put to the wayside. I mean, they talked about his potential and everything going into the year, but it wasn't like Nick Smith Jr. And, and it was really cool to see him get that opportunity to be the kind of guy, the star, uh, per se, of the night for Arkansas. It was really awesome for him, his family, uh, his friends. I loved in the interview they did with him, and they put it on the big screen there uh, in the arena. They, you know, they were talking to him and his brother, and his brother kind of said, look, when we were younger, everybody doubted Anthony. And uh, it's just so cool to see him prove the haters wrong. And Anthony was like, nah, it was, it was awesome to, to kind of prove everybody wrong. And I think that was the big thing for him. It was like, I wanted to prove people wrong from you know when I was little and they said I couldn't make it in, in the NBA and now I'm a top 10 pick I mean that is just such a full story you know it, it was just so cool last night we saw the highs and the lows of, in the reactions a total I guess like 180 when you go from Anthony Black and the celebration to just the the feeling for Nick Smith and I'm sure there's just a lot of different emotions that he was feeling at that time but it was just a different reaction when Nick Smith's name was called out yeah, I think a lot of that is because of everything he's been through. And we got a chance to talk with him, and he kind of reiterated that with us. He, he, didn't, he got kind of choked up on camera with us when we were talking to him at the pre-draft party. There was just a lot of emotions for him there, and kind of how he explained it was because he's just been through so much adversity this year. He wanted so badly to play the whole season for Arkansas. That was his goal. That was his lifeblood. That's what he wanted to do. Unfortunately, that got derailed with a knee issue. He had issues in high school with a hand injury. He has dealt with so much adversity throughout his basketball career, and you kind of saw that all culminate uh, a little bit there on the stage. I also think some of it is because he's hearing 
from a lot of NBA teams that, hey, you're a great player, you're a great player, we really like you. He's getting all of this good feedback from everybody. He's not getting anybody that's telling him, oh, no, we don't think we're going to take you. We don't think, no, they're, they're telling him, yeah, we're going to, you know, you, you're top pick. You're, you're definitely going in the track. And we saw on the teams, you know, those, those came and went. And Nick Smith Jr. remained undrafted. And, and as a kid, that hearing all of these things from, from scouts, from uh, teams, from, uh, from his agent, that, hey, you're good, you're going to be drafted here, you know, this is what we're thinking. And to see the teams come and go, going into the 20s, every pick that goes by, you're getting a little more nervous. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be drafted? What is going to happen? Am I going to be a first-round pick? And you're getting nervous. And I think that was some of it for Nick is that, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, the nerves are building. The nerves are building. And it's just such a relief when you do hear your name called. It's like, okay, here we go. Here's, here's the team that I can contribute to. And I think it all culminated when he heard his name called. We're talking with Courtney Mims from the Pig Trail Nation. She was at the Barkley Center last night for the NBA draft. What was it like, the atmosphere? Oh, it was great. I mean, it's so cool to see all the different fan bases come together for one night. I mean, you literally had, uh, you know, uh, from every single NBA team there. You know, we even saw Magic fans come out of the arena and start chanting Anthony Black. You know, you had uh, Lakers fans. You had 76ers fans. You had Hornets fans. You had everybody, Nets fans, of course. But it was just so cool to see how they all came together for one night. and, And they were all kind of, you know, talking together, having a good time. You know, it was a big party for the NBA, really. It wasn't really like my fan base and your fan base. It was really everybody coming together, enjoying themselves. So I, I had a really great time. I enjoyed talking to a bunch of different fans. A lot of people like to talk about Arkansas. Um, and, and it's funny to see also, even though, you know, some of those people had said to me, hey, We've never been to Arkansas, but we know who Anthony Black is. We know who Eric Musselman is. We know who Nick Smith Jr. is. That was really cool to see. It kind of shows how much Musselman has done so far for the program. He's made it at the forefront of everybody in the NBA. I mean, really, that is just that was the cool thing for me. I was like, wait, you know who we are? You know, who, you know <laughs> what players we have in the draft? That's awesome. And nobody else had more players drafted. No other college. Yeah. UCLA yeah. had three, and Arkansas yeah. had three. Yeah. So that's there, there's something to be said about that. How did they treat you guys, the local media there? Did you or did you have access? Were you able to move around? Yeah, it wasn't really like it was very um, kind of restricted in what we could do. You know, obviously you can't go live inside the arena. That's pretty much a rule everywhere when live events are going on, you know, whoever is broadcasting it, ABC, ESPN, whoever, CBS Sports, whoever is doing it has the right to that. So you can't go live really inside the arena. But I was talking to some of the local media when we were doing our live shots outside of the arena, and they were really cool. It was nice to kind of chat with them. They kind of set you up a little place, so that was really nice. They didn't restrict you from going live anywhere outside, so that was really cool and getting to talk to people and fans and stuff. But when you're inside, it's really different because they kind of have you all spread out in different areas um so you have your really big media on the floor mm-hmm. right with the guys they're kind of around there and then you have other media up in the upper deck <laughs> courtney mims with us from the pig trail nation uh, jordan walsh uh it was kind of confusing at the time because even the razorbacks <laughs> tweeted out he was going to sacramento and then i think everybody got the trade straight and realized he was going to boston what do you think about this fit for jordan yeah, I think it's a great fit for Jordan. It was honestly interesting to see Boston fans react to the news because they wanted a guy like Jordan Jordan Walsh. And in the fact that he was so versatile, he's a big man. He can score. He can get inside. I mean, they were really excited, which was kind of interesting, honestly, that Jordan Walsh got more love from the Celtics fans than kind of Anthony Blackton on social media from Magic fans. So they were kind of critiquing the pick. And I, I go on a radio station in Orlando later today to talk about that with them a little bit. But it seems like Celtics fans are really, really happy with this pick. They picked up a good one in Jordan Walsh, and we've seen the type of player he is, what he can do all year. I think Jordan kind of has the mentality a little bit, too, that he has something to prove in the league. I think he he feels, you know, hey, I was a second-rounder, you know, but I'm definitely – 
I have the potential to be a first rounder. I have the potential to be whatever this team needs for me. And he, he has a winning mentality. I mean, he really does. He wants to go in, get to work, make sure that the fan base knows that he's willing to do whatever they need for him to win. And I, I just think that that's a great combination when you look at a team like the Celtics with such so many all-stars on it already that he's just going to come in and fit right in. You hope so. And uh, you hope that the fan base really likes him. I think, you know, it's disappointing Ricky didn't get drafted, but, you know, with Ricky Council signing a two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers, that's almost as as good as getting drafted. Well, yeah, you look at, Musselman uses this as an example all the time, but Caleb Martin, you know, I mean, he, he signed a two-way contract, and look at him now. I mean, he's, he's balling out. So, I mean, really, even though you don't get drafted, yeah, it can be kind of disheartening for maybe the player, but you're still signing a deal. You can still show up. You can still get to work, and you can still have a great career in the NBA. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a career in the league. And I think Ricky Council is a guy that really, I think, probably should have been drafted because he is such a talented player. I mean, we saw what he could do. I mean, he's a he's a walking highlight reel. I mean, he can basically do everything that you need, and he, he's really, really going to make the 76ers super happy. I hope so. I mean, I think it's going to be a time where Ricky Council is more of, more in the conversation than he was in this draft, and that's just because we've seen what he can do. And I, I really don't think it's a bad thing to, to get signed to a rookie two-way contract. I mean, that's, again, there's been plenty of success in the league from guys who have done that, and so I hope that Ricky is not super disheartened by it, that he's still happy that he has an opportunity to show the league what he can do. Uh, Christian, new, new uh, question. A second question of the day. Courtney, I'll ask you. When it's all said and done, 20 whenever, however long years from now, out of this draft class, who scores the most points in the NBA? Oh, that is such a good question. Oh, out of the Razorbacks? You know, I, yes, yeah, out of our four. Oh, that is such a good question. I'm going to go with Nick Smith Jr. I'm going to go with Nick Smith. If he can stay healthy, if he can have no issues, I think he's going to be that guy. I really do. He, he has shown what he can do. We've seen glimpses of it at Arkansas. We've seen glimpses of it in high school. And I think this guy's mentality, there's so much emotion there. This is his dream. I think he's going to work harder now than he ever has before. And I think he's going to turn into a, a complete stud. So I hope 20 years down the line we're talking about him. Yeah. Courtney, what's the plan for today for Pick Trail? Uh, we are just doing a couple of hits. And then uh, hopefully I get to spend some time in New York City. I uh, haven't really spent any time enjoying the city and uh, enjoying New York. And so probably just a... Uh, Enjoy some nice food here, and then uh, and then head on back to Fayetteville tomorrow. Awesome! Hey, great job! Thank you for coming on again, <laughs> back to back days. We enjoyed the insight from uh, from New York. Enjoy New York. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, bet. Courtney Mims with Pig Trail Nation. You can catch her tonight here in Central Arkansas on KRK five, six, and maybe ten. Sounds like she's going to do a couple live shots and then maybe tape something for the late news. When we come back, we'll take some of your phone calls. We'll discuss our secondary question of the day. It just kind of hit me when it's all said and done with these four. Who do you think will... I didn't want to say had the most successful career because that's subjective, you know? Yeah, like Anthony Black could score less points than some of these other guys, but he's going to impact the game in other ways. Yeah, I mean, with his rebounding, assists, uh, some of the things he does, defense. Jordan Walsh, same thing. Mm -hmm. May not be a great score, but maybe a really good defensive player. My question is, who scores the most points? We'll post that. We'll talk about it. We'll take your phone calls. You're in the zone. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com.
Sure, there's plenty of places you can go get your fireworks for your 4th of July celebration, but there's only one Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore, carrying the largest selection in Central Arkansas, from those huge commercial show quality cakes and artillery shells to sparklers and snakes for the kids. Torpedo Joe's has everything. A family-owned business, their knowledgeable staff can answer all your questions, and they can even provide shopping carts for your convenience. Oh, and the best part? It's all air-conditioned. Torpedo Joe's Fireworks Superstore, just four and a half miles west on Kern Glenn past the Rave Theater. Courtney Ballantyne here for the Butcher Shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for the Butcher Shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But Hope, I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The Butcher Shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite, Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Butcher Shop Steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Hi folks, it's David Basil out here at Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. I know a lot of car dealers, but I've known Frank Fletcher for almost 20 years. He has several very successful car dealerships, and it's because of repeat business. He doesn't want to just sell you a car. He wants to be your dealer for life. To do that, you got to treat people like you want to be treated and listen to the customer so you know what they want. That's the secret of Fletcher Dodge success. They listen to you, and they treat you right without any hassles or headaches. Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood has a great selection of new Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Rams plus Frank Fletcher's low prices. You need to shop Fletcher Dodge before you buy anywhere else. So for the best selection, lowest price, and best buying experience, go see my friends at Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. Or you can shop them online at FletcherDeals.com. No hassle, no stress. It's the Frank Fletcher way. Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. You need to shop Fletcher Dodge before you buy anywhere else. Call and ask for Zippy. Tell them the buzz sent you. Alzheimer's disease affects over 6 million Americans. While there is no cure, there are steps you can take to reduce your risk and improve brain health. Steps include regular exercise, eating a healthy diet, staying socially engaged, and challenging your brain with new activities. If you or a loved one are experiencing memory loss or other symptoms of Alzheimer's, seek medical attention right away. Join us in the fight against Alzheimer's. Learn more at healthyar.info forward slash bold. A message from the Arkansas Department of Health. Randy Rainwater returns to Palm Bluff Friday with Drive Time Sports, live from Saracen Casino Resort, where you can win a Mustang convertible when you join the Saracen Players Club. Grand prize drawing is Saturday night. That's Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater Friday at Saracen on 103.7 The Buzz. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acre and Westmore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. with us, Acre Free Zone, Westmore Christian Weaver, Pigskin Preacher with you. Phone lines open, 661-1037. We were just talking with Courtney Mims, and uh, she said something made me think, and I, I wondered out loud, and so we made it our second question of the day on the zone. When it's all said and done, who scores more points out of the four Razorbacks that just went into uh, the NBA? I won't say draft since Ricky Council, but he did sign a two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. Will it be uh, Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, Nick Smith Jr., or Anthony Black? Who scores the most points in their NBA career? Walsh. 
You think he just sticks around the longer? Because I think he sticks around longer than everybody else with all the other stuff he does. I think he'll be a Marcus Smart type player, and he'll have a 10, 12-year career. I'm not sure about these other guys. He could play, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, say 12 years yeah. because he's 19, 31. Yeah, so definitely right. he could play 12 years. But I think, I think he five points a game, you know? Yeah. That's not a lot. Even when you over twelve years, over twelve years though, it could add up a little bit, you know. And he's capable of scoring more. He's physical, you know. He he guards people, which is going to help. That's the best thing Anthony Black has going. He can defend the perimeter. And uh, Smith, I think he's going to have to step his defensive game up to Just get on the floor, uh, not be a liability. Yeah. Right. I would probably lean towards Nick Smith because he has the most scoring upside of anybody. He but it the, better. Yeah, yeah. The the question is the defense. Because I think he has some real problems on defense that will limit his ability to play. Christian and I were going back and forth about Michigan's player Jet Howard, who inexplicably was taken with the 11th pick. He can shoot it like crazy. Mm-hmm. He can't guard anybody. Right. Uh, he doesn't even try on defense. I, They're not going to tolerate that at the highest if, level. If you can shoot it, they'll hide you. They'll yeah, try to they'll hide try. you. I think, I think Orlando does have the pieces to hide because they are mm-hmm. very long. they got Paulo. they got yeah. Franz. I, I like Black. Orlando a lot. I, I like what they're well, doing. I think they're going to be a top five seed in that. East. Really? Yes. Really? I think they're good. Okay. Now, the problem is they can't shoot. They were 25th in attempts <laughs> last year, 25th in percentage, and then they drafted Anthony Black, who also can't shoot. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be a problem. And, you know, what's good is Anthony Black had to deal with a team that couldn't shoot yeah. this year, so maybe mm-hmm. he's accustomed to it. No, he did. No and doubt. Because that's a fact. They um, I, would, I think I would go with Nick Smith, too. I, mm-hmm. Look, I think we saw a shell of Nick Smith, Jr. Because, uh, I, I mean, at least, and I, know, I, I hate to compare high school to college, but that's all I have. He, yeah. he, pl- he was a good defender in high school. Like, he was their guy at North Little Rock. He can score, he can shoot. I didn't see the explosiveness, and that scares right. me a little bit. But I, but I do know how explosive he is because I've seen it before. Do you think you if don't he gets, just lose you think if he gets healthy, he gets that back? I do. Yeah. I He's, do. He yeah. was the hardest player to gauge in the entire draft class because you don't if you're know not what healthy. That's right. That's you don't a big know deal. what I'd is his him, limitations yeah. and that's what right. is just the injury affecting him. Right. But I do have some numbers on. Um, because I was talking during the break to the guys, and I was saying I don't think Nick Smith to Charlotte Hornets is a good fit personally, um, because they drafted Brandon Miller overall or second overall, which they should have drafted Scoot, but that's another thing. Uh, Miller shot thirty nine percent of the at the rim in half court in college. I, I, that is hard for me to believe. After watching, I didn't watch all of his games, but I, I, I know I've seen three or four games at the end of the game in overtime. Mm-hmm. They would just give him the ball, get out of the way. He would drive to the rim, and nobody could stop him. It was an automatic two points because of his size, his length, getting to the rim and finishing. He didn't dunk it a lot, but it was he easy He had two layups. dunks in the half court the entire year. Yeah, that's, that's about it. To say. That's it. Good grief. But like, he would just lay it up. And, and there were times he would just lay it in off the backboard. I'm like, why didn't he dunk that? That speaks of passivity and not yeah. being aggressive. The comparison to him was Paul George, and I never saw it because Paul George – was an extreme athlete, mm-hmm. and he could get to the rim. Hmm. Nick Smith this year, 76 shots in the mid-range versus 57 in in the restricted area. He took 55 floaters versus 27 shots three feet from the rim. Wow. He just could not get to the rim. Mm-hmm. Well, Melo Ball, 54% in the restricted area, which is pretty good, but he's 33% in the paint uh, on non-rim attempts, so he can't get to the rim either. Wow. Now I know how those guys felt in Moneyball when Jonah Hill came in and started deluging them with numbers. <laughs> Good job, Jonah. I like that. They need a finisher, right? Yes. That's awesome. Hard to argue with numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah go to good. Twitter. You can vote on either one of our questions of the day. We'll update those when we come back. Also, Tom Murphy will join us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We'll talk a little football with him, change it up. We'll talk some baseball and basketball, too. But uh, Tom Murphy is next after the Red-White Report by Big O Tide. Let's talk about Mosquito Joe misting systems. Misting systems are perfect for properties that have extremely high mosquito activity, and you just can't seem to get them out of your way. It's like having a Mosquito Joe technician on your property 24-7. Great for homes with patios, pools, even horse barns and places like that. If you think a misting system might be right for you, give Mosquito Joe a call. 